Todd, do you have any impersonations for us today other than Sling Blade or Bobby Boucher? Something else. <laughs> Name a movie. Give me a movie. Give me something to work with here. Do the guy from No Country for Old Men when he goes in the gas station and he wants the station owner mm-hmm. to flip the coin. I want you to be the killer, though. Call it. Call it. Call it. Oh, that was a good one. That that last one you just now did. You gotta, you gotta kind of. It's like Doctor Evil. It's like you gotta kind of have to say a couple of buzzwords that they're known for to kind of get in the mood. Throw me a freaking bone here, Scott. You're not evil enough. <laughs> Do a live practice run for the wedding you're going to officiate this wow. weekend. Okay. What are you going to say? Like, what are their vows? They told you to make them up, so. Yeah, pretty much. I have uh, a segment of time where I can kind of do my own thing. And they want a non-traditional wedding, but I don't think, now I'm going to touch base with them, of course, before everything, but I don't think, you know, they want to deviate too far from the I do's and the, the traditional vows. I mean, they might. but I would uh, hope they would at least say I do, or else you're just, like, imposing the marriage on them. Well, you know, I hey, do have that power. These two are getting married. It's irrelevant what they feel on the matter, because I have the power to do this. I will bring them together. You could start talking and say, now stop me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but, there you go. That's but, a good one. Yeah. But you guys are getting married today. You kiss, guys love each other? Kiss the bride because I'm going to sign the license later. Yeah. Get a little tongue in there. <laughs> oh, my God. What if they do that? I say there's a 50-50 shot. They make that kiss, like, pretty hot. Well, they've only been <laughs> together seven years. It's about that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the exact either. I don't even know who they are. But Dustin is a friend of mine from, God, all the way back in middle school, if you believe that. It blows my mind how long I've known some people. Staunton Middle? Yeah, right there by I the went, bridge. Yeah, same place I went. Well, that's cool. This is the outline, I guess you could say, that I want to speak in, if I have the time and, and allowance to do this. But Will there be pictures and things? For those of us that are skeptical, if you're even going to officiate. Officiate, yeah. Uh, As far as I know, yeah. I can imagine just about everyone there is going to be whipping out their cell phones. So am I nervous? A little bit. But it's one of these things where I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for them. So that's kind of like the way I'm getting over that. If I get married on the show... I'll have you officiate. That sounds awesome. I don't plan on getting married on the show, but if I do. Yeah. No, that sounds absolutely awesome. In fact, uh, I would love for something like that to happen on the show. Hey, if you guys are getting wanting to get engaged, or rather married, or engaged. Or engaged. Robin Todd shows where to do it. It's really the best place you could do it. I'm going to go ahead and tell you ahead of time, I would want the I do type thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would want to agree to the marriage rather than you just telling us we were getting married. It's like, Robert, would you hold this woman through sickness and health, richer or poor, even if she drains your bank account, stabs you in the back, sets you on fire, kicks you in the gut, maybe slams a two-by-four in the elbow? I heard you took one of those blows recently, man. That's nothing to scoff off. Yeah, I'm still recovering. I'm no stuntman. You know, when I swing, it's full force. You actually did get me in the elbow. (laughs) It had a clunk to it. I know you heard it. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those things where like, shit, but you can't break character when you're in that mode. It's just, yeah, it's like, it's all for the shot. It's all for the art. By the way, most people didn't watch that all the way through because when you look at the analytics, they dropped off before the payoff, which is a real shame because those that did watch it through have told me they believe it's our funniest skit or short, uh, short that we've done. 
It, it's the best acting I've ever done in my entire life. Definitely since high school. I don't know where I was coming from with that, but that was the second take, and that was done. Done. That, that's it. It worked. It worked. I thought I did okay, too. No, you did fine. You did fine. Sitting there waiting. Oh, the fall, too. I bounce off that 2 by 4 pretty good. Considering the only thing to break your fall was that fucking jacket. Yeah. On the concrete. jacket between you and the concrete. That's like, some rough concrete, too. That's not slick concrete. That's, even if it were slick, it's fucking concrete, man. It's like, dude, when you got the jacket, I'm like, really? Is that going to even make a difference? Like, well, it's not padding. It's just so the take away some of the abrasiveness. Okay. Padding-wise, no. No, 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 no. We should have gotten like an air mattress or something for you to collapse on. And you know, now that I think about it, if we had the budget or the props to do it, I would love for it to be one of these things where you'd reach out with your arm and I'm able to pull your arm off and beat you with it and stuff. Just go like, wow, they're taking it way far. Because that's where I go. It might be taking it too far. Sometimes I get burnt out on the online skits where they take it a little too far. A little too far. Well, at least it'll make it look, you know, maybe some a little splatter at the end of the 2 by 4 or something. Guest, if you have a skit idea that you would like to see us perform. <laughs> yes, we're your circus monkeys. Please, let us entertain you. Then put it in a comment on one of our other episodes. We'll see it. Right. We'll probably see it anyway. Uh, we'll glance at it. We'll check it. We'll get around to it. We got a guy for that. He's an intern. But more about him later. See, no, don't. He's got the harmonica he's trying to play. Trying as you know, the at the wedding word. after you say you may now kiss the bride, you could pull the harmonica out and kind of play one of your classics. I, I really wish I knew a, one of the classics to play. A situationally appropriate tune. I wouldn't try to go too far off script there. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, you might need at least a recorder, like the little flute thing. I think every elementary school kid in music has learned to play simple songs like Mary Had a Little Lamb on their recorder. I never understood why it was called a recorder. It didn't record anything. Why did we learn to square dance in fourth grade? That's a great question. You know, something tells me kids out west and up north did not learn how to square dance in fourth grade. It makes me think that it's like a southern thing. <laughs> Just a hunch. I could be wrong, but I seriously doubt it. And now for some topics a little off subject. I got a hot take here. There was no JFK assassin. His head just did that. I don't buy into that theory Mm. that you just proposed. Agree to disagree. A lot of celebrities died this week. I don't really know who they were, but my phone kept lighting up with notices. I did actually recognize maybe a baseball player, but a bunch of 80 and 90 year olds died this week that were at least <laughs> famous or once famous. Breaking news. Old people died. Dot, dot, dot. Finally. <laughs> Rob with the story. Yeah. I don't think any of them were attacked. <laughs> Although there is that suspicion. If you were 90 and you survived having your head chopped off maliciously would you want to survive it would it have to be maliciously like final destination type stuff oh yeah it wouldn't necessarily be malice well yeah if you're cursed by death then i guess you know it's an inevitability um (laughs) 
Yeah, I'll just go ahead and call it a day. Yeah, if my head gets chopped off, let's just go ahead and call it a day. Yeah, yeah. like, pull the plug. There's no reason to try and <laughs> resuscitate me from that. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. Is there a donor head we're talking about? I mean, what kind of technology are we working with nowadays? I hear Medically, ma- there may be a way if you were already in, like, the OR and staged and ready to do it. It'd be tough, I mean, because all that blood and oxygen loss. But, you know, if you're already pumping blood through the heart, keeping it going, yeah, which- you just attach the head as quick as you can. Mm-hmm. You now, I don't think it's going to have, you're not going to have nerve function worth a damn. Mm. Your cord maybe could eventually start to grow in and you could start to get some sensation, but it's probably going to be funky compared to normal. I'll take my chances. If they could fuse the spine and get the blood vessels rocking. <laughs> Is that a medical term? Well, especially if they had just killed the other person and their brain didn't suffer oxygen loss. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're dead. We're sewing on the new guy. I'm talking about complete head transplant they would need one of those medieval guillotines though if they're going to do it that quick <laughs> I, i'm not going to shoot down your thoughts on that no no although no. although you kind of did with the whole jfk yeah. assassin thing no pun intended did that where did that come from uh, it's just a hot take you know i just analyze the facts and come to my own conclusion with little to no research i feel like other people can relate to that so yeah i do hot takes a new way to smell good. A new way to test how you're going to smell. Have you ever been in a department store and you look at the price of the colognes and they're just astronomical? $300, 400 a bottle. I've seen 120 a bottle. I've seen 180 You've seen 180 yeah. I've seen it go up to about 400 And that's with Creed. If you know anything about Creed, they're a big brand in Cologne, apparently. Might be worth it if it does the trick. I was about to say, people swear by it, guys and girls. Like uh, When I was working at Prisma, there were several women. That, like I would date a man who wears Creed. I would give him an extra shot at me. Uh, all that over a cent. Now, what's going on in that Creed bottle? All that aside, Scentbird is basically the Netflix for Cologne or perfume, whatever you prefer. They send you a month's supply, you pay a subscription fee, and boom. You get to decide what they send. Yeah, it's like you have a queue, just like you would at Netflix when they used to send movies awesome. out. So it's nothing like Jelly of the Month, and they're just randomly, you yeah. need to choose and see. I mean, if you don't what? put something in your queue, they will send you the scent of the month. Is it hard to cancel? I would assume it's just the same as anything else. So you could probably cancel it, and they'll prorate you, or either you, know, you pay uh, for the I think the, the idea month. is if you find what you really like, yeah. You still might like something else, so you try some more. Yeah, I mean, if, if that's your kind of your thing. Or what I plan on doing is just basically sticking with it for a while and just trying out new scents. If I find something I really like, something that really impresses someone that uh, impresses me. You sound yeah. sophisticated. Well, you know, I'm not just from the gutter, man. I have a certain uh, poise about Depending me. on your mood, you could slightly modify your scent. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. I mean, it's like I have a natural musk that's, I've been told, rather masculine. I just want to accentuate that or compliment it. And that's really my goal. And Scentbird allows me that option to do that. I'll be getting my first scent in the next week or something like that. Some Dolce & Gabbana light blue. I don't know where the hell they get the names for these, man, but... Hell, I'll try it. Just be careful when you sign up that you don't sign up for bird scent. Yeah, there is a... uh, There's another subscription service about that, but we're not going to get into that today. 10 miles an hour. Who the fuck would do that for him? Who the fuck would do that for him? Who was driving? I was driving his car. I was falling behind him because he risked being... His pla- something was wrong with his fucking plates. And he's like, man, just my luck. Watch me go to the DMV, get pulled over by a cop, and I don't even have a license. 
I had to use my license to even get the car out of the lot because you signed it out of the town. Yeah, yeah, dude's like as long as you drive it out of the off the premises, I don't care what you do after that. It's like that's good enough for me. So I drove it off the premises and got in. I got in my car and we left. I was gonna drive behind them because some of the tells me was like, hey, it's okay, but it's like they might pull me over or something. Like watch my luck. I, I get pulled over and I don't even have my license yet, even though it's there at the DMV. I just have to get it. And I was like, all right. I'll go behind you because I gotta go back that way anyway. But I was under the impression that the car drove 35 miles an hour. I was like, okay, so we'd be in the right lane, but whatever. It's Pickens. He's like, yeah, sometimes when I press the gas, it doesn't go forward, and going uphill, it gets pretty slow. Yeah, 10 miles an hour is pretty slow. So, yeah, he fucking owes me. I just have a hard time believing it's just a throttle position sensor. Like, I think there's maybe a clogged catalytic converter in the mix or something like that. The thing looks like it's fucking falling apart. I'm surprised he hasn't thought about bringing it over here sometime. Right. Well, he just now said the part's like 270, he thinks. Well, he can afford that now. He's got a fucking job. I don't see what his problem is. Remember when you were going to be over here today in like... 15 minutes, but then it was an hour and a half later? Yes. You were going to put a spare up under the RV, is the way you wrote it. Yeah, under the camper. My mom's husband has a luxury Montana camper. It is pretty high-end. Yeah. I'll give it that It's a big camper. It is. You were telling me the tires that come on it, you might not even know you have a flat. If you have a camper and don't know this, you need to know it. And if you're thinking about buying one, something to also keep in mind. Tires on a camper come with 12 gauge rubber that basically means the rubber's so thick you can have a completely flat tire and it not be flat at all how crazy is that what you're supposed to do is check all your tires every time you take it on the road or whatever for trips how many axles are on that thing three four three so the other two were probably holding it up to a large degree yeah is why that one didn't look flat i guess how many spares does a camper like that have? Just one that I could tell. But it seems like it would have more considering, like, God, you got, like... Six wheels? Yeah. This was a favor Todd was doing. <laughs> how did, yeah. How did y'all know it was flat since apparently you can't look and visually tell? Yeah, it was a blowout he had on the road while dumping some of the water the camper uh, accumulates <laughs> when in use. It's like shitter a, spool, time for a road trip. Yeah. A little trip around the block. <laughs> About that. How long are they usually gone when they're going to dump a little bit of water that accumulated? Honestly, I don't know. I don't keep tabs on it. I mean, they do it every so often. Sometimes, like, oh, the camper's gone. Okay, whatever. Now is a good time for me to remind everybody to have the pressure in your spare tire checked. It's one that you kind of overlook until you need it, and it's flat. Yes, I expect everyone who's listening to run out to their cars right now with your tire gauge. You check that spare tire along with your other four tires because it is important. That's all I got to say. And in the comments, tell us what PSI your spare was at. Yes. You must comment that. (laughs) You got to, man, because if you don't, we won't know. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't own a camper for the life of me. It's it's, It's more time... You have more time to spend with it than you would a child because it just needs that much attention, it seems. A child probably needs a little bit more. No, 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 no. This camper, 
It's always something. You just want a kid so you can get the refresher course once they hit fourth grade. <laughs> square dancing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dad. Don't worry, kid. I got you covered, man. Your old man was the best square dancer. You are skilled with the harmonica. I just don't know if you know all the classic wedding tunes on it. No, no. Just in a God of DeVita. Try to play something real quick that would be wedding. And I do mean after they say I do, you say you can kiss the bride and as they're kissing, go. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I call Pretty that good. I call that Autumn's Somber. <laughs> I was just thinking at a church how well a organ could accompany that. Ah, yeah, you know what? I would feel like I would kinda overshadow the organ. What do you call that one? Um, Spring's Day, Summer's Night. What if they called it off and said, nah, we're good? Is the food still on? Yeah. All right. We're still in business, then. Because they're having barbecue, and that sounds delish. When I got married, people would just have finger foods at the reception, punch, little tiny sandwiches you couldn't fill up on, but just a little snack cracker or something like that. But when I got married and we had brisket. Nice. Man, it was good. It was from Strassner's. You know, we were going to one of these cake ladies. We went and talked to her. We came to terms with a price, with what we wanted, things like that. And she basically just quit responding. Was this like 2006? It was exactly 2006. Anyway, she was downtown easily, and she was going to leave us high and dry. So it's like, well, how will we ever find a cake by the wedding? I'm like, let's just go to Strassner's. So we did, and when we got over there, they tried to sell us the whole wedding cake thing, it was really pricey. I was like, well, what if we just get some regular cakes? Well, you could. It's kind of like, we don't really recommend that now because you Why? want your wedding to be a wedding and all. Yeah, but it's a cake. I was cake. like, well, let's get six different cakes anyway. That sounds awesome. What kind of cakes did you get? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't remember. Oh, was one of them a red velvet cake? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Definitely. That sounds great. That's that's a wonderful wedding you had. Todd reminded me of something. What did I? What did I remember? My old flicker might have my wedding cake. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here! You're stalking yourself. That's well, I, so great. I haven't looked at this in so long. That, what hey, are the, those brownies? That looks delicious. Oh, now see that one in the back. Oh man, that looks good too. Is that peanut butter on top of chocolate cake? I think it is. Look that, at this pound cake though. That well, looks fuck pretty. a pound cake, man. The peanut butter. Look at all the sugar that's on it though. Yeah, but the peanut butter. Yeah, cookies. And the peanut butter. It's Wait, is that, is that Bill? That's Bill and his ex-wife. <laughs> Bill had an ex. Bill has an ex-wife. Yeah, I had no idea. Shiny happy people, not the REM song, but rather the Duggar Colt family show. That is on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. If you guys would like to join Todd's new cult, please drop us a comment on Robin Todd's page, the Robin Todd Cult. Same page. Put it in a separate comment from how much PSI is in your spare tire. Maybe separate it with a comma if you have to use the same. Put a comma, We're, couple extra spaces. We need the we need the information for our records. The Rob and Todd show just keeps hitting and hitting and hitting. Oh god, yeah. perfect episode. Ah, uh, there's no seismograph in the world that can measure the range of the vibrations of our hits. 
we're back with a special follow-up to Todd's wedding officiating duties. He says it went off without a hitch. He's pretty excited. I was surprised, actually, how perfectly it went off. The dry rehearsal, dress rehearsal. Basically just a party. Yeah, it turned into a party. It was supposed to be something taken serious, but we were just all hanging out and stuff. We were given itineraries of what to do, the times to do it, and the order which to do them in. So it just came down to actually doing it day of the wedding, and we all kind of led each other. But it was wonderful, dude, the whole night. Tell us a little bit about it. What made it unique? I would say probably the the personalities involved. My friend Dustin and his new wife, Amanda, they had a red and maroon colored wedding. Gothic chic is the term I choose to use. I saw three pictures, I guess, from the wedding. I would agree. It was a slick look. It it is. It's gothic, but not emo, not depressing, not like, ooh, scary. It's more or less like refined gothic. Gothic chic. I made it up, and I think that describes it best. (laughs) Refined. Um, Proper. Yes. The The colors popped. The groomsmen were in uh, variations of gold and black. The bridesmaids were in uh, maroon, and the bride and groom were black and red kind of a brighter red than maroon and the venue was spectacular especially for the price dustin got it at he's such a haggler sometimes he told me about that i just met him we went yesterday to hand over the marriage license but he said yeah called around everything was five grand six grand got a little bit smaller venue for 2500 and it was actually great on a weekend too at that the only caveat was that because it was a sunday because he was thinking about the guests coming not having to ask off from work you know take pto or anything like that we couldn't do the dress rehearsal at the venue they already had it booked for friday and saturday so we tried to do it in his backyard like i said it turned into a party the whole wedding really was a high school reunion for me and i i really do appreciate me reuniting with some of the people that i did there got to meet a guy involved with the clemson football program and had the uh go tigers yeah, that's right go tigers had the honor of wearing three national championship rings on one hand man I felt like Thanos there, dude. That was pa- that was a powerful feeling. It's almost like you could really feel the work it took to win those rings. That's a good picture. That's one of the three pictures I saw. Yeah. But not the ones where the colors pop. Those were the other two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was like during the reception, and I asked the guy very nicely, oh, my God, can I see this? Because that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing for me, at least. National championship rings don't find these fingers too often. Not as often as they should. Uh, the night went off perfectly. We played some cornhole, which sounds redneck and dumb, but to tell you the truth, that was more fun than it should have been. There's a good competitive nature with that, and most of the time when you're playing it, it's not versus people that play it every single day, Mm -hmm. so there's a little bit of like folly, for lack of a better word, involved. Like bowling. Everyone, most people at least love bowling, but they all suck at it generally. But everyone sucks kind of equally, so it's more fun that way. But uh, it was wonderful. Had a perfect date, great meal, good friends. Wonderful fellowship. The official (laughs) title I had to put on the marriage license to make it legit. I am a Mr. Todd, which will be my rap name once I drop my album. Like Pastor Troy, Bobby the Bread Man. (laughs) That's me. I thought it was interesting. They kind of did not want to write their vows. They gave me a rough outline of what they wanted. By rough outline, I mean like two or three things to abide by. The uh, wedding planner actually had the most input on what I should actually say and the themes I should go with. She sent me text messages of excerpts from this book for non-traditional wedding ceremonies, what to say, and how to kind of lead God out of it. 
but still hit all the major notes everyone expects. You know, the richer and poor, the death do you part, and all that, yada, yada. Are they both non-religious? Oh, yeah, very much so. That was another big request for them. They wanted it definitely to be non-traditional and heartfelt, which that kind of goes without saying. Anything I do like that, I'm going to make it genuine. If not, it's just, what, what are you doing? I think I heard they had already lived together for seven years. Oh, yeah. I don't care if you're religious or not. You better do a little trial run. <laughs> it's, or else all that wishful thinking is going to burn you. Yeah. You are going to be left with debt, a broken heart, and a sense of what just happened. Yeah. Maybe even trust issues after that. Definitely look before you leap. And I truly think that's a part of getting to know somebody is living with them. Well, how do people get in touch with you if they want you to officiate their wedding? Uh, through the Robin Todd page. It's where all our information is and stuff. The weddings tab. Right next to the venues tab. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that night couldn't have gone better for me. I don't know. It could have gone better, I suppose. But God, I was happy as hell. Lost your virginity? No, no. not I still have that. Yeah, I still have that. <laughs> Although you did have a living girlfriend for two years. It's kind of like an A.B. McGee thing. Times are tough. We're both just trying to make it. <laughs> it's all business. <laughs> you may have recognized him from a past episode. A.B. McGee from Stoughton Bridge. We got him back, guys. We got him back. <laughs> yes. So what's new, man? What's going on in the life of A.B.? I've got a new female roommate, real good, strictly business, Yeah, nothing going on. I'm a proprietor, trying just to make that money. People hurting, rent's high, food's expensive. Yeah, uh, <laughs> ain't nobody getting nothing yeah. for free, and man. Plus, she does my laundry and does the kitchen, so you can't beat that, man. So what does she look like, man? Yeah, you, you got a picture here. Yeah, she's very attractive. Now, how did you meet her? In fact, I left my phone in my car. Oh, well. All right. Well, describe her to me, then. Well, she turns 42 October 10th. But I'm sure she would love for you to lead with that. She's a single mother of two. You got to have this and that to have kids in your house. People don't realize there's a set of laws. Like, if you ain't got running water, if you ain't got daggum groceries, because DSS will come in and check your refrigerator if you got kids. Trust me, I've seen it happen, because I've been in the hood a lot. But she's a good girl. I mean, she works at a produce stand, but they serve hot dogs and deli meat and all that kind of good stuff. But Winslet's, right? Winslet's. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's not far from where I live, man. I go there for uh, tomatoes. <laughs> I mean, she brings on free produce all the time with what she left over after a day, but I don't eat all that crap, man. I eat filet and shrimp about every night. <laughs> a little surf and turf action. But yeah, Rob told me that her mom was Miss. Easton Elementary? Yeah, that's true. She is. She always comes and inspects the house when she picks up but everything's kosher. <laughs> All right, good. Now, if I'm not mistaken, she was my librarian. Yes, yeah, she was your librarian. Oh, my God, And man. nobody liked her. Everybody hated her that I talked to it and knows her, but it ain't my business. The woman <laughs> seems to be nice to me. That was the best librarian I ever had. She read us a story as kids, but she did the voices, and she did the voices damn well. I had the worst librarian in the world for elementary. Her name was... She was single. Uh... She was just a real B-I-T-C-H, man. I went out of all of high school not knowing how to do proper grammar. If you had ADHD and your mom would put you on the meds, they'd be like, screw this. Especially if you was a problem kid, and I was always a problem child. <laughs> you got your high school diploma, though, right? I do got my high okay, school diploma. Okay, there you go. I also got two weeks of college, and I got all my money back because they wanted me to leave so bad. Why'd they want you to leave? Because I kept interrupting every class I went into. 
I was on a lot of LSD back then. And, uh, <laughs> okay, did you tell him it was the LSD? Well, no, I mean, the principal at the time, I can't remember what his name was, at Greenville Tech, he told me, he said, how'd you like to have all your money back? And I'd pay $2,500 and buy $1,000 in books. I said, all my money back? I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to go to the beach. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll leave college. <laughs> yeah, take me. Yeah. What were you going to college for originally? I was going to be a psychiatrist, but just all the math and all the algebra and calculus, that just blows my mind. Now, I know grams, ounces, and diagram micrograms and grains and milligrams and all that. comes but, with the weight of things. Yeah, yes. but I, like when it goes to putting A with Y and then <laughs> equaling it to 36, I don't know. So everything's going well on the personal front here. You're I dating my favorite uh, librarian's daughter and stuff. Yeah. What else do we need to cover here? What's What else is going on? I will be on uh, Allegedly Speaking sometime next month. That's on 511 Ollie YouTube channel. Well, what are you going to be talking about there? Uh, we're going to have strippers in the audience, and I don't know. It's just going to be what white people do at strip clubs compared to what black folks do. I don't <laughs> know. I'm not worried about it. I'm not a racist. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know there was such a difference. Because we're going to actually have strippers on there that tell you what the rules are. Well, that's and good. If, yeah. If you touch the girl, it kicks you out. Well, what do you do when that girl lifts your hands and puts them on her? What are you supposed to do then? She's allowing it if she's physically doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And back when I come up, the first strip club was Diamonds, and they actually had Playboy models, and they put your hands on there, uh, kazoozers, and then they take a picture, and you pay $5, and she sign it. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. All right, you get a little souvenir for the night. Yeah, man. <laughs> that place was BYOB, if I remember. Yeah, it was, man. You talk about people getting trashed and wrecking in the car. <laughs> don't drink and drive. Don't, you could hurt somebody. Drive home, then drink. <laughs> it's cheaper, too. I always drink straight bourbon and double fingers. I went to this restaurant called The Warehouse over in Greenville. Just for two fingers of bourbon, it was $21, and that wasn't even a tip. And I always tip my bartender at least $5. I don't get it chilled, and I just chase it with water, but I had one shot. $27 counting tip. Good God. And you can get a whole liter of Evan Williams. Yeah. Actually cheaper, $20. And there's always a double markup on food. I worked in restaurants for years. But alcohol is when you really make the big money. Some guy yeah. with a pretty girl wants to impress her. That dinner's going to be 60 bucks right. Easy. I've lived in them shoes, but I've took some women out some crazy days. What's the most expensive, exclusive place you take a woman? This is not expensive or exclusive, but I took a woman to Red Lobster once. And she was a nurse, and she had three double-shot Bahama mamas her kid which was of working age i don't understand why he didn't have a job oh yeah he's on medication he ordered steak and shrimp she ordered steak and shrimp i think i got like two lobster tails my bill was 180 that was without tips you need to take them back on like all you can eat shrimp night or something oh no see they drag you on that when you get all you order shrimp they'll wait till you just want to leave before you get your next order oh god i go ahead and get the lobster tail i'm going there i ain't gonna worry about it i'm gonna enjoy my meal would you believe i've never been into a red lobster i've never Um, stepped foot when i was a kid my mom stayed at garden city i've been to every restaurant on merle's inland strip i've even been down there since they did the marsh walk and did the marsh crawl where you go, you go and hit every bar in the restaurants on the marsh walk. Yeah. Man, I didn't make it past the fifth one. We're <laughs> all oysters and bourbon don't mix. Trust God, me. God, no. No, I've learned you not drink. People don't realize this. There's actually a small amount of poison in lobster. And you go throw a bunch of brown liquor on that, it will make you feel like death. Let that be a warning. Neither raw oysters and bourbon. That's right. Either eat your raw oysters or drink your bourbon, mm-hmm. but don't do both at the same time. There are people I feel are like getting a lot of information out of this. I mean, you got to know what to do when you're in South Carolina. I mean, <laughs> seafood is, I don't know why it's not more of a staple up here because all the restaurants we have in the upstate, there's nothing authentic. Everything's in a box. It's frozen. It's freeze-dried. There's a restaurant called The Wreck in Charleston. I'm talking about they dragged their seafood out that day. 
you, the restaurant don't even open until the boats come in. Uh, all you can eat seafood plate with flounder, shrimp, oysters that are fresh out of the ocean, I recommend the wreck. It's called Richard and Charlene's The Wreck. Go eat there. That place rocks. All right. That's on my list. <laughs> the last time I had really good seafood, though, I get what you're saying about getting uh, fresh food like that, uh, was in uh, New Orleans. Best seafood I ever had in my life. Biggest oysters I've ever had in my yeah. life. I'm not big on fried shrimp. I like everything broiled. It's better for your heart. If you are in, in Simpsonville, I recommend going to Arizona Steakhouse. They have pressed stuff called prime rib soup. And you have not lived, you have prime rib soup. That does sound interesting. I am a big fan of prime rib, sir. If I had a prime rib oven, I'd do it every day. How do you like it cooked? I like mine rare. That's the only way to eat prime rib. There you go. Uh, I eat everything rare. If it ain't bleeding, it ain't from me. (laughs) You hear that, ladies? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Don't have a Dracula in the house. (laughs) Just steaks. (laughs) <laughs> well, let's see. What else is there to cover here? I don't know how long Rob's going to be on your car, but this is a good oh, way to about kill done. time. It's just, he's already probably about done. It'll, okay. He don't even drain it all the way. No, he does. He does. <laughs> we know what you're doing. But right. I got to get a water break. All right, man. What do you think? Good night, everybody. How about good day, everyone? Good day, everyone. Good day, everyone. Good day.